0: We all love surprises, right? I think that's the uh, the coolest part about having a birthday, heck, Christmas time, or just the wife, significant other, somebody just trying to say, hey, I love you. You mean something special. Uh, you get surprised and you get excited. And that is exactly what happened to the skater football team earlier this week with a surprise commitment. And we talked a little bit about Jalen Humphreys, a deep tackle out of Georgia. We're going to talk a little bit more about a guy that knows uh, – a whole bunch about recruiting in the state of Georgia. He comes to us from Dog Nation, and we'll speak to him here on Chomp Chat. Jeff Cardozo, Zach Albaverde here with you. Florida has not had a ton of guys come from this Peach State over the years, but Florida has an opportunity now with Dan Mullen and some other guys from his coaching staff to go up into the, the hotbed and try to get some other guys. And, and you look at what the state of Georgia produces, obviously the Georgia football team gets a, a ton of guys that, that come from that area, but there's way too much talent and we see it here in Florida that guys from Florida leave and go to the other states well if guys are going to be good in Georgia it's not that far to come down into Florida and Dan Mullen understands the importance of that and Humphreys was a guy that made a trip to Gainesville in the spring and then the expectation was for him once he named his top 10 in, in mid-May that he was going to take a bunch of visits and he was going to go out and shop around and do his due diligence and trying to decide where he wants to go to school. But with Alabama, with Auburn, with Georgia, with LSU, and Mississippi State, Nebraska, Miami on this list, Florida didn't expect to hear the decision that they got on Sunday from Jalen Humphreys. So we'll talk about how that decision was made now with Jeff Centel from Dog Nation.
1: Jeff, thanks for joining us, man. And and you know, talk about Jalen and, and, and this addition for the Gators and kind of what they're getting in him.
2: I think the thing with Jalen Humphreys that, uh, most of your listeners probably need to clue in on is first of all, I know Zach and I've been doing this a long time. It is very uncommon for a young man when you, you talk to him during this recruiting stuff and for him to say, I know exactly what I want to do. I know what my majors are. Uh, his are finance and business. He wants to open up his home, his own real estate company, home building type company. And he wants to do that. So, uh, you know, he's, he's a very talented uh, defensive lineman. He's rated as a defensive tackle because that's what he wants to play. Uh, but I think he has upside on both sides of the ball. And this is an issue here uh, where I think this is a chance where Florida can come in and get guys in the state of Georgia. Because right now, uh, the way the Bulldogs are looking at a lot of their guys is they just have a very, uh, very tight board. They're gonna They have the ability to be choosy. Uh, just the best thing I can say about you know most of your most of your folks Zach I know will sit there and there wonder how is this guy ended up at, in at Florida did Georgia really want him who else really wanted him LSU really wanted him of course he was also going to take an official visit to Nebraska he'd been to Auburn a lot and South Carolina a lot uh, it was kind of a case where Florida uh, knowing their board uh, knowing what they signed last year they're pretty light on defensive tackles. And that was an area where the Gators could go all in and really land a very uh, very nice prospect out of the state of Georgia.
0: Well, and Jeff, as, as we know, forming relationships is, is certainly a big thing. And, and he came to campus earlier in the spring, not not an official visit, but just to sort of get a feel for the staff and get a vibe. And it seemed like when he left, he, he was pretty interested. And then all of a sudden he comes back again, and sitting in Dan Mullen's office, he, he figured it out. And he said, this is exactly what I want. Is, is it rare that that happens, or do you think that – Dan Mullen and the rest of the staff are saying the right things, and, and that this could potentially lead to more kids.
2: Well, I kind of think it's something like this, especially with uh, these elite guys. And But there's kind of two or three classes of the elite player. There's that guy that everybody will take immediately, and there's probably about 25 or 30 of those guys in the country, depending on needs, that could extend out to about maybe 50 guys. But then there's the guys, and this happens a lot in the state of Georgia now. I come across a lot of players that have offers from almost the entire SEC, except for maybe Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, schools like that, which is the pretty pretty rarefied air in college football right now. And to me, I will always contend that it is not a bad thing for it to be offered by 12 out of the 14 members of the SEC. But some prospects, when they're trying to figure out where they want to go and As I stated before, Jalen is a very purposeful dude, and he was really ready to make this decision. He felt like he was ready to make this decision. And other schools are kind of like, well, how about this? How about this? The the dreaded slow play. The Gators were all in on Jalen, and I think that's one of those things. The fit was right. uh, The depth chart was right. And I think they were able to secure a good guy. And You know, one thing that I think – that really makes a whole lot of sense for Florida is yeah, he can fill the spot on, on a defensive line. He could be one of those guys that about six foot four, about 305 pounds. He's really going to move really well. One thing that if you ever notice him in a scouting sense is once he gets in the open field and you see him move, he does move fairly well, especially feet and agility wise, uh, for a big man. And so much so that his coaches at Mountain View High School in Winnette County, they tell me, that uh, they think his clearest and most surest path to Sundays would actually be as an offensive guard.
1: Wow, that's an interesting point right there, and certainly good to have a guy coming in that has that type of versatility. You mentioned, you know, his his kind of future, Jeff, and and, and and him knowing that and how unique that is. You know, also getting to spend additional time around him. Just, just what are some of the things that stand out about his personality and kind of the way that he is at his high school?
2: Well, he's very. very very driven, and he's a guy that, you know, some kids are very wishy-washy. They don't even know things about their majors. They don't even know their officials. Well, here was a guy, Jalen, that was already planning a big gym. He had three official visits planned, uh, the one to LSU, the one to Florida, and then he was also uh, planning another official visit to Tennessee as well, but he also hoped, hoped to, to kind of squeeze in unofficial visits to Georgia and South Carolina, but maybe, maybe over the last two or three weeks he got a sense from some schools that they weren't recruiting him as heavily as others. And he just decided, uh, and I think he's, he made, he's made the announcement that he's totally shut down. He's not going to do any more uh, visits or any sort of hectic visit schedule going forward. Uh, but he was a guy that initially hoped to make his decision and let it be known on senior night. And that was way way down the road here in November. But he just kind of realized he was ready. And even if he did make a silent commitment to the school of his choice this month, it was going to be very hard to keep that under wraps. Uh, so you got a guy like Jane, Jalen Humphreys. Now he's from Mountain View High School. That's not one of the power programs in Metro Atlanta, but they do play in a region where they're going to face the Archers, the Graysons, the South Gwinnets, um, and the other really strong uh, Brookwood Parkview. They're all the really strong type teams in his area. So uh, Jalen Humphries, I mean, there's like I said, he's he's one of the nation's top 200 football players, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Just the the thing you get that my audience always wants to know about is like, was he a take in Georgia's slow play? Were they backing off the kid? Uh, you know, that's something there where he he just tangibly told me that Georgia kind of dropped off his recruiting in the last couple of weeks, and I think you're going to see that uh, with Georgia's class in 2019 because I don't know. How, I was I was chatting with one of our with some of our readers in one of our uh, forums the other day. And Georgia, for example, they signed so many great players. They signed, for instance, I'm gonna throw out three guys, uh, four star tight end Luke Ford, four star offensive guard, Trey Hill, and then four star uh, safety uh, Otis Reese. Now, I think Reese is the number five, uh, was rated as the number five outside backer. Ford was the nation's number two or three tight end. And then Trey Hill was the nation's number two guard. Those guys are around 51, 80, 85 nationally out of the top 100. Well, Georgia signed nine players, nine players higher rated than those top 100 guys. Mm. And when you see that class that was stacked up, I mean, for instance, Alabama only signed three players more highly rated than those guys last year. And, And that's just a sign that, I wouldn't say there's no vacancy at Georgia, but the, top, the spots are going to be a lot more premium and a lot more elite, and that gives schools in the SEC East like Tennessee, South Carolina, and Florida the chance to come in and maybe get more players uh, in the state of Georgia than they should. Uh, that's one factor. The other factor, Zach, as you well know, man, is those staffs that are in place now at Tennessee, South Carolina, and Florida – they can really recruit, and they don't let up, and they're like ninja recruiters, man. <laughs> they just keep coming.
0: We're talking with Jeff Centel of Dog Nation, and you know, Jeff, I, I think that's fascinating because obviously Georgia was was good under the previous regime, and, and Mark Rick would get a lot of guys. So, are you saying that they didn't get as many Georgia guys before? And, and if that's the case, like, what is Kirby doing, and how has he established so quickly? Just this all of a sudden dominance where he he can basically say, hey. I'm going to get this guy, this guy, this guy, and it's almost like picking and choosing.
2: Well, what they've done is they just they, – it really happened about a year before Kirby got there when Jeremy Pruitt was a defensive coordinator. You know, Mark Rick's ways were – he only wanted to offer maybe one quarterback, and then he wouldn't go after another elite guy once he had that guy in the program for another year or two. And that, that created a lot of imbalance between, for instance, there's been some Georgia-Florida games where Georgia – has started uh, names, not very household names, like the likes of Joe the third or Faton Bata in that one year. And that was a, that was just the type of thing where Georgia wasn't able to stack up guys at a lot of positions. Kirby Smart's philosophy is a lot different. He believes in the culture of competition, and he kind of looks at it from like a risk management insurance perspective. He wants the nation's number one guy this year, and he's going to go after the nation's number one or number three guy next year and he wants those guys to get in the same room and on the same depth chart and maybe may the best man win, and then if one guy's hurt, well, then the drop-off to the second-team guy is not that immense. The clear thing Kirby has done, he has gotten guys that recruit and recruit and recruit, do not let up. When a prospect is in the state of Georgia that the Bulldogs really want, you never hear prospects saying anymore that, oh, this school and this school and that school recruit me a lot harder than the Bulldogs do. You very rarely hear that anymore. And the other thing that they really did is maybe under Mark Rick's staff, especially right before Jeremy Pruitt got there, they would wait until the prospect's junior year for an in-state guy in order to offer a kid a scholarship. And that was a dire, dire casualty in the cases of some guys like Deshaun Watson and Mitch Hyatt. Georgia was just waiting way too long uh, to offer the elite guys in the state uh, when it wasn't their recruiting year. Nowadays, if you're if you're an elite player, you're going to get all the big offers probably by the end of your freshman year or that's or right in the middle of your sophomore season. That's when you start getting those first really big offers, especially those in-state offers. So what Georgia has done is they have decided that they will recruit uh, and recruit and recruit some more, and because they realize that's kind of the lifeblood of the program, and it was a truly modernization. Uh, of the way things are done. Another Alabama method that has been brought over to the SEC East.
1: Now, speaking of that, you know, dominance in recruiting that Georgia's had in state, uh, at the same token, Florida has to still have success in the Peach State and, and be able to go in there and land prospects. And it does seem like you know Dan Mullen and his staff have have kind of made that a point of emphasis, uh, as they have throughout the country and throughout the state of Florida, wanting to get more of the top rated guys. Um, we saw in the class of 2018, the Gators were able to get four guys from the Peach State, some really big flips, uh, obviously in Emory Jones and getting a lineman Griffin McDowell. And right now, Jeff, their top two. The top two rated commits in their 2019 class are both from the state of Georgia and Jalen Humphries and Tyron Hopper. So can you just speak to you know Florida's efforts in the Peach State and, and how important it is for them to continue to have success there despite all the good things that Kirby and his program have going on?
2: Yeah, it's definitely uh, – Georgia is now a football-crazy state. I personally think there's enough – players in the state of Georgia to put together maybe two or three top 10 recruiting classes. Wow. Clemson always comes in Alabama and Auburn always come, come in. If you look at it right now, uh, Jack, it's kind of really staggering amongst the top 30 players in the country. Uh, I think Georgia has seven of the nation's top 30 players, and that's more than California and Texas put together, California and Texas put together. And you, you gotta, you gotta remember Florida has a lot, but that's counting a lot of those guys from IMG, which are basically, you know, boarding students uh, that are down there in Bradenton. I mean, Nolan Smith's another guy that would probably count towards the Georgia total. But he's from Savannah, but he plays his high school football in, in, in Florida. But this is just a really good year and a really good class for Georgia in 2019. They have as many prospects uh, this year as those powerhouse states like Texas and, and, and California normally do put together. And this is a good year, but what what happens is there's just so many guys. I mean, Georgia. Take the running back spot, for instance. Uh, they're going after because of the nature of that position at Georgia. They have the ability to get in the room and get in a conversation with a lot of the nation's number number one, number two, number three guys uh, at running back. And when that when there's simply a player who now is the top running back in the state, kind of like Damian Pierce was last year. I mean. And that's a guy where where a Florida or a South Carolina can come in and get a very good player, even a top 10 player, top 15 player uh, at the position because Georgia's not really recruiting him because they've got their eyes set on bigger and bigger targets. And there's so many guys. If you look at guys within the the Metro Atlanta alone, there's about all the players you would need to build a championship roster within about a five-hour drive in any direction.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty special. Well, the the direction of Gainesville has certainly been – good for dan mullen and i guess the 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 question that i have is when when you say all that kind of stuff and and what dan mullen's been able to get at florida obviously the recruiting philosophy hasn't changed but do you think the opportunity is so much better for him being at florida than than he had at mississippi state to bring in better talent
2: yeah i think it is and i think people don't remember that i mean a lot of your diehard you know Florida Gator fans, those Bull Gators out there, will remember that Dan Mullen had a big hand in a lot of recruiting classes for Urban Meyer at Georgia. I think his name is linked to, to guys like Percy Harvin and other you know namesake Gators like that. I mean, Dan Mullen was able to recruit when he was an assistant on the road at Florida, but and he was always able to recruit to the extent of his of his limitations in Starkville and Mississippi State. But mm. I do think uh, I do think him at Florida just pushes him into the room with a lot more highly-priced, a lot more highly-skilled talent, a lot of those guys that are way up the food chain uh, than he was ever going to get at Mississippi State.
1: Uh, well, we were uh, got a highly-skilled info from you, uh, Mr. Santel. We, we appreciate it as always, man, and uh, good stuff on Jalen. We appreciate the insight.
2: Yeah, man, you guys will like that player. He's going to do a lot of great things for the Gators.
1: So real good
0: stuff there from Jeff and uh, a really good player, it sounds like, for this Florida football team. Florida with now nine commitments for that 2019 class, and hopefully they continue. And it sounds like even what uh, what Jeff thinks, that uh, Dan Mullen can do really well at recruiting here at the University of Florida. And obviously you've got that platform, you've got the name, and once you, uh, you get the talent, and once you start winning, that's going to only help Dan Mullen and the staff get better and better. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Chomp Chat. Thank you all for listening once again to Jeff Cardozo and Zach Albaverde here on the Florida Podcast presented by seccountry.com.